Thumbs up, let's do this. It's finally time. Welcome to season two, Start From Zero. Starting from zero. What does it actually take to start from zero and what does it not? What's a waste of time? What works? What doesn't? So many people are lost and confused and even disoriented about what it takes to get started online. And the truth is, it's very simple. Also, success rests in the dirty details. There's so many tiny things people get hung up on when they're starting something online. These tiny details are addressed in this podcast where you watch me mentor people over their shoulder directly based on their personal situation. So listen closely, listen to the whole episode, take in all the patterns, listen for the slow parts, listen for the fast parts, take in everything so you actually see what's required because there's things right now that you're currently missing, things that rest within the little parts of these episodes. Enjoy. So today I'm talking with Terry. Terry, where are you at in the world? I'm in the northeast part of the country, not far from Philadelphia. Okay. And what's your big goal for the call? I think my biggest goal for the call is I feel like as a woman that I have so much fear and to overcome some of that fear within business would be great. You know, not feeling good enough or feeling judged. So I would love to get some insight from you as it relates to that. So take a big old breath with me. I want to say it's very brave, in my opinion, for you to be talking about this. Thank you. Doesn't sound like someone who's afraid would ask about this. Right. Well, I think maybe because, you know, I'm behind a computer screen and nobody knows who I am asking about it, that I feel that freedom. Oh, great. Did you say you wanted to share your social security number with people? On yes, as well as my date of birth. And my American Express card. Oh, good. I just need the uh, expiration and the last four digits on the back. You know, so you have a sense of humor. This is great. So, okay, I'm going to tell you a couple things and I want you to hear them with your heart. And then we're going to go from there. Okay. Okay. I believe women are especially hardwired to succeed in entrepreneurship. You are naturally wired from an evolutionary perspective, like you actually, as simple as breathing, you can succeed with entrepreneurship. And I will give you very specific reasons why. How is it to hear that before I do? It feels good. I don't know why, but I feel like I trust you. It it feels like, you know, as a mom, that I certainly have been the entrepreneur of our family as a single mom. So yeah, girl, I want to believe that. Great. Let me show you how we can. The most successful businesses, the ones that do well and they sort of effortlessly grow are generally, not always, but generally around a very deep, painful problem. These successful businesses that do very well also have very strong communities. A deep, painful problem, strong communities. Women, as far as I can tell, are especially hardwired to see someone in pain and help them and build community. Mm, I would agree. Just hypothetically, let's say you had a million dollar per month business 
right now. Okay. And it's solving a very deep, painful problem. Customers love you. And there's a great community around it. And you've got a great team who all love you that you've hired to make up for every single one of your own deficiencies. Because entrepreneurs are generally just as flawed, if not more flawed than the rest of us. We just make up for it by hiring people to work in the areas that we're not good at. So if you were to pick two areas to obsess about, it would be about searching for a very deep pain and then building a community around it and learning how to sell and learning how to outsource. Tell me what's happening in your mind right now. I think the first thing that comes up for me, I don't know what the deep problem is. I feel like I'm great at building community. I have a great community of friends. My background actually is sales. Not great with outsourcing. Yet. Yet. Thank you. So I feel like one of the things that's held me back in life and entrepreneurship is I don't feel like anybody can do it the way that I want it done. And I'm not willing to accept yet that someone may not be able to do it as exactly the way that I want it done, but it would at least get done. I like to do this often, but I'm going to just let you bust this belief right away. There are a lot of people out there that can do it way better than you. (laughs) Okay. Tell me why you laugh. Because I know that's true. But so then my next limiting belief that pops up is like, but how do I find them? Right. So this is good. Let's just jump to the fear that asks that question. Okay. Are you able to connect with it being fear that asks that question? I think yes. Tell me why. Because immediately when you said that, the fear that pops into my mind is I'm not good enough. Like I'm going to be exposed. Like somebody's going to figure it out that I'm not good enough and then they'll leave. Thank you for being so open with me. I struggle with the same issue. Yeah, I feel like abandonment is a big issue. So if I struggle with the same issue and I'm still able to start businesses, why do you think that is? I would say that you've probably found a way to overcome it by proving to yourself that you can do it, or actually, I'm not sure. Take a moment and really just reflect on this. Yeah, I'm not sure. Lady Gaga, have you heard of that artist? Yes. Sold out Madison Square Garden. Before she goes on to sing, she looks at herself in the mirror and says, I still feel like the ugly, bullied, not enough kid from school. Looks at herself in the mirror, says that out loud in front of everyone, and walks out and crushes an amazing show. You and Lady Gaga both struggle with the same thing. What do you think the difference is? I guess she's willing to admit it, face it, and do it anyway. Mm, That sounds pretty good. I think there's probably a handful of correct answers, but the fact that your brain is making connections to make him right now is much more significant than if I just assumed to tell you. Okay. We're giving your brain a workout. (laughs) So it's so fun because, you know, and you're like, but how do I find him? Like you have this normal voice you talk in. And then when your fear voice talks, it's like, but how do I know that? It has this whole identity and character to it. And the reason I don't answer it is because that same identity character is going to be like, but then what about this? Mm. So that's why I stopped answering your questions. Okay. So let's leave this on the table for what makes the difference. We'll come back to it. And it's such a pleasure to get to help you, by the way. And I am so appreciative of you being able to help me. And, you know, another intention that I have for this call Mm -hmm. is be able to provide value to other people who might have the opportunity to listen to it, who have the same fears and freakouts so that they might be helped as well. 
Look at that. Oh, it's really beautiful to hear. I think that that is definitely going to be the case. This is very exciting. So now let's go back to, but where do I find them? This person that's better than you. Okay. You, and you said, but where do I find them? Do you remember? Yes. So let's have you rest in love instead of fear for just a moment. And this could be challenging because fear is kind of a default for you. It's a very comfortable place. And what feels right is not right. Okay. Like I'm training very lightly with like yoga and jujitsu. And I'm doing that because of past bullying stuff. And I've got my fight or flight triggered often. And I just kind of like to relax. So I want to know that I can defend myself. So it's very scary. And he sits there and we're doing yoga. And I say, what happens if I have a feeling come up? Should I like just buckle into it and feel it real quick and then get back in the posture? He's like, no, let your feelings come, but stay in the posture. He's like, does that make sense? Like, that doesn't make any sense. He said, you know, Dane, your first response is not always the right response. And I said, what do you mean? And he said, well, watch this. I'm sitting on my butt and he pushes me. He's like, watch. And he pushes me and I fall straight on my back. If we were wrestling in jujitsu and I pushed you, your body naturally wants to fall straight on its back. You would get crushed if you did that in jujitsu. Your first response is not the right response. Instead of being pushed back and falling on your back, you would fall to your side. Okay. Right? Your first response is not always the right response. So you've got these first responses that you kind of somehow implicitly trust. Like, oh, well, what about this? And what about this? Because that's what your first response is. So we want to take a breath. And this is difficult. And sometimes it's not, but I find it to be difficult. We're taking a breath. We're going to create a new response for love to emerge. Okay. So let me know if you can connect to the feeling of love, even in the slightest. I feel like I can. Yeah. Where's it at in your experience in your body? If you'd like to get a free one-on-one with me and be on this show, you can find out details at startfromzero.com forward slash podcast. Actually, in my face? Good, good. Okay. Some people, it's in their arms, you know. Oh, interesting. So face. Now, let that feeling come through your whole body from your face. Now, when I tell you, you can hire people that are way better than you. What would love want to ask or say instead of fear? That's amazing. Good. Take a breath there. Just take a breath into that's amazing. (sighs) Can you feel how that's just more loving in general? Yes. Does love even have a question? No, it doesn't. That's weird. Yeah. It has another response though. Like you'll have so much free time. Mm -hmm. Well, right now you do. When you're starting a business and focused on finding pain and building community, you're going to have to outsource. I mean, what I just told you is a belief. You don't have to. You might be able to figure out how to do it with just you and maybe one person. There's something called the four levels of entrepreneurial growth. And the first levels carry a tremendous amount of pride. The entrepreneur doesn't want to ask for help. The entrepreneur doesn't want to join a course or seek a mentor out. The entrepreneur doesn't want to read a book. They don't want to hire anybody because they have a lot of pride. I can do it better. No one can do it better than me. I'm weak if I ask for help. Now, you think about what someone's unconscious level of pride is or unconscious level of humility. Like on an unconscious level, how humble are you? You can see how unconsciously humble you are based on statements like people aren't going to be able to do it the way I want them to. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I'm glad this is landing. And and unconscious humility 
if you have a high level of humility and it's unconscious, you will default to seeking help. You won't resist it. You won't resist hiring. You won't resist buying courses. You won't resist getting books. You won't resist mentorship because you're like, you know what? I need help. And you just get it right away. And I tell you what, if you want to know how to quadruple or quintuple or 10x the action you take, just imagine how much action you would take if you stopped thinking and started acting. It's insane. It's absolutely insane how much action you could take. And so it's a nice idea. How do you get there? Well, we work with the unconscious. So what you need to know is we work partially with the unconscious. We also build structures and ways to orient the brain correctly. Unconscious humility is one of them. So Elon Musk, he wants to go to Mars, right? Yes. Think he's going to need help? Absolutely. He's building Tesla. Do you think he needs help with that? Absolutely. Yeah. I think I mentioned this on a couple of episodes, but it's it's worth mentioning again. uh, Somebody reached out. They're doing $10 million a year. He said, and you know what, Dane? My business is capped out at 10 million. I'm stuck here. I want to get into software as a service because I know that can scale way past 10 million a year. And I know that you know software as a service. And I said, okay, great. Yeah, I think I could help you out. So we talked about me mentoring him personally on how to start a software as a service business to get past 10 million a year. And I was like, oh yeah, that's very possible. You could do that. And he said, you know, Dane, the reason that I need it is because I know I'm going to need help to get where I need to go. Just plain out says it. And he's making 10 million a year. You're not making anything. Right. Yet. And you're not even willing to give up the pride. And that's okay. Because you probably haven't seen it till now. You probably haven't known this is what's going on. Because fear will probably create pride. It's a good chance. So do you think his attitude of I'm going to need help to get to where I need to go got him to 10 million in the first place? Yes. Why? I guess because I feel like he was thinking on a larger scale, but maybe that's wrong. Well, it's okay. You know, my favorite thing about entrepreneurship, Terry, is we can be wrong a hundred times. In fact, it's my favorite thing about it. Right. But I guess he started somewhere. So maybe that maybe, I don't need. What if he knew he needed help right away? And what if he sought help right away? Right. You want to know how we have these like 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 20 20-year-old millionaires, 22-year-old millionaires that do it so quickly? My guess is that they get help quick. They read books quick. They buy courses quick. They find mentors quick. I am pretty much nothing more than the collection of the mentors I've had, the people I reached out to to ask for help, and the books I've read, the failures that I've gone through. I sit here in front of you being able to counsel, advise, and consult and whatever I'm doing because I've failed more than you. I've asked for help more than you. I've screwed up way more than you. Tell me what you're thinking about. I'm actually thinking about a couple of things. The first thing is, I guess that my mind is kind of blown because (laughs) I feel like I would call myself extremely humble. And I just realized that realistically, I'm extremely prideful. And that pride may well have been standing in my way of going where I want to go. Well, I think it takes quite a bit of humility to admit that. Would you outsource your laundry? Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) I had one of my Guy friends over here, he's like doing 200 grand a year as a email marketing consultant. I reference him often. And he's over here and he's like, I'm not going to outsource my laundry. And then he sees me 
put my laundry in a laundry basket, drive it to a fluff and fold, drop it off. If you'd like to hang out with people reading the Start From Zero book, listening to the Start From Zero podcast, listening to the book on tape, and build businesses with them and do it with people together, visit startfromzero.com forward slash starters. Pick it up later. It's all fresh and folded. And he's like, ooh, that is awesome. He's like, I'm going to outsource my laundry. (laughs) My girlfriend says it's a product of Midwest conditioning. Got to do everything yourself. You know what? Originally, I am from the Midwest area, and I would agree. We grew up like everything. One of the first businesses that I started when my children were really young was cleaning houses. And so the people would have me clean their house. They would have someone else cut their grass. They would have somebody water their indoor plants. And I remember thinking to myself, do these people do anything themselves? And now I know they're doing things that create more value for them to make money or whatever, spending time with their families than doing those particular things did for them. That's wonderful. So finding a deep pain, building community around it. What would love have to ask or say about that? I feel like love has to say that you can do it. You just have to open your eyes and look for the pain around you. But fear is standing right back there saying, what are you crazy? So let's go back to the Lady Gaga, me feeling not enough, and yet we built stuff. I think the difference is a couple things. One, we don't really ever suffer our direct experience, what we feel directly. We really suffer how we feel about what we feel. Mm. On a spiritual perspective, you'd say how you identify that feeling. So fear comes up. And then there's another identity of fear that fear is bad and fear needs to be quiet and fear needs to not be there because fear is bad and that's bad and fear means something about who I am. When you actually see that you're identifying fear with all your opinions, when fear is just fear by itself, and it's not all that bad to feel when you just feel it directly, it's like, oh, fear, welcome, the friend of fear, all by itself, it's all right. But when you have all these identifications about what it means about you and all this and that, then it can stop you in its tracks. So one is how you feel about how you're feeling, how you identify it. So you struggle with feeling not enough. Then how do you feel about that? Well, does that make you, are you a martyr? Are you a victim? Does it make you less than because you're feeling that? Does, does it make you feel isolated? Like that one's intense. That'll shut the brain off right away. And it's important to work with these things in an extremely effective way. So they don't perpetuate an addiction of staying with them. And you also don't try to like conquer it. Like if you watch like YouTube videos about motivation to succeed and achieve, you'll see like Gary V and like, he'll be like, he'll cuss. Like you got to get out there and you got to F in this and F in that. You got to do it, just do it, just do it, just do it. And then before long, you can see that he's got a fear that he's learned how to strangle and be stronger than. But there's another way that actually is full of well-being, and that is to befriend the fear, look at the identification of the fear, allow it to be there as a friend, and then take action anyway. So twofold. One is how you feel about it. And then two is, I think, with the Lady Gaga, in my instance, where we will feel this and we do it anyway, is you believe the voice, we just notice it. Oh, okay. 
Notice versus belief. Real but not true. Notice instead of belief. Real but not true. You don't have to believe that voice, Terry. In fact, so much of the world is taught, it's conditioned in that that's a bad, oh, you, you, you believe you're not enough. Let's fix it. Let's change it. Let's correct it. Let's get rid of it. All of those lack love. All of those lack compassion because love is unconditional acceptance. So we're being taught to change, fix, cover up, correct these identities. Guess what happens when we do that? It reinforces that the identity is bad. It reinforces that that identity or character is unwelcome. The fastest way that I've been taught to do this is to find the worst thing and the worst form of suffering, the worst form of fear, the worst form of I'm not enough and make friends with it. If you make friends with the worst aspect of your mind, it's a linchpin. The other stuff seems to go with it. So just experientially try it. And if you can't do it, that's perfectly okay. See what it's like to become like best friends with this feeling of not being enough. Like a best friend. It's okay that it's there. It really is. Because it's not who you are. It's only a thought. It's a really deep thought. It's only a feeling. It's a very strong feeling, but it's truly only a thought and feeling. It's definitely not who you are. You're way more than this thought. So because you're way more than this thought, you don't need to believe it. Just become best friends with it. So what does that look like? How does one get from where I am currently to befriending the fear? What do you start to feel when you think about that? What's here in this moment? Literally the thoughts that come up for me is, I don't know how to do that. I don't know what that means. So become best friends with that. Literally just become friends with, I don't know how to do that. Do you feel the thought the vibration and the feeling that comes with, I don't know how to do that, like the confusion and uncertainty. Yes. Become friends with that and let me know when you feel like your friend did it. Okay. What's happening? What's it like? So in my mind, I just created it like it's standing next to me, just talking to it saying, hey, how you doing? Walk together next to each other, but you're not me. And you're my friend. And you're my friend. And how does it feel to befriend your uncertainty? I just literally felt like I just took a deep breath and exhaled that breath. That's the feeling that I got upon doing that. So it almost switched your body out of survival and into a state of regeneration. It really did. It was like as if I could, because I'm a real obsessor. So it was like as if I could let that go and it just didn't have as much power. Mm-hmm. This is how you do it. You befriend like the worst thing. We make friends with the obsessor. You know, I was taught this for a year before I got it. So you're only on like 20 minutes in here. <laughs> you're doing really good. I was taught this for a year. And then I was so blown away by this guy's step-by-step -step system to making friends with your mind that we turned it into a course and we're selling it. And we're helping entrepreneurs become friends with their own mind. They probably quadruple the action they take. Wow just by becoming friends with their own mind. The mind is not the enemy. It can feel that way. The mind can feel like the enemy when you haven't been taught how to place your attention. So you just opened a door from survival into regeneration. You kind of feel a greater sense of well-being. Yes. Imagine taking action from that place. That would be amazing. I feel like I spend so much time in that fight or flight. Just open your eyes and look for your own pain and befriend it. So when you open your eyes and kind of like reflect on stuff and look around, what sort of pains do you see that come to you that you've noticed over the last little while? 
Honestly, I don't see it yet. That's good. You even threw the word yet on there. So there's a five question framework that is going to be in the book. And here are those five questions. You could ask anybody really these five questions. The first one is, what is your most present and consistent problem? Number two is, how do you go about solving that problem? Number three is, what happens if you don't solve that problem? Number four is, what would be your dream solution or magic wand solution? And number five is, would that be worth paying for? If so, how much? So let's try it on. Let's, I'll try it out on you, okay? Okay. So Terry, what's been your most consistent and present problem? Income. And how are you going about solving that right now? I do not have a consistent way to solve that right now. Are you actually trying to solve it? I am. I mean, my primary business is real estate and it's not providing what I want. So I am definitely trying to figure out other avenues to create more income. Okay, good. That's great. If you'd like to learn how to make money and you need a path to do it, visit startfromzero.com and you'll see a whole context of how you can actually get started. There's a three-phase process that you can go through if you're a beginner, intermediate, or advanced. Go there, it'll tell you exactly what to do, where to go, and how to get started. And you don't need money for some of the options. And if you do have money, you can buy some of the other options. It's all laid out for you with crystal clear clarity at startfromzero.com. Where do you go and what do you do? You'll find out there. So you are engaged in trying to solve this problem. So what happens if you don't fix this problem? I will continue to be where I am now. Like it's just going to be difficult. And yeah. And what would your magic wand solution be? My magic wand solution would be that I would find something where I could provide great value to people and feel good about what I'm doing and make a lot of money in the process. That sounds beautiful. Let me repeat it. So you provide a lot of value, feel good about what you're doing and make a lot of money in the process. Is that right? Yes. How does that feel to hear reflected back? Does that sound like it captures it? Yes. Good. So question four is, you know, wait, magic wand solution, everybody listening. So she said it. So just to be sure I heard it, because it was pretty cool. I made sure I heard it. I made sure I clarified on every point. And I also made sure it was complete for her after I said it. Kind of a nice thing to do. Question four. So if you had the magic wand solution, you were providing value, you felt good about it, and you were also making a lot of money. Would that be worth paying for? Absolutely. How much? I don't know. I don't know how to answer that question as much as I could afford. Can you tell me more what you mean by that? I feel like it's almost like if I need medicine for something, how much would you pay for it? I would pay almost anything for it as long as I could pay it. Is there a dollar amount that you have in mind that you'd like to make? That I would like to make? Mm -hmm. We say make a lot of money. What does that mean to you? I would be so happy if I could make 400 a year. 400,000? Yeah. And that's the so happy number? What's the unhappy number? Moderately happy and so happy. What's your range? 75 and maybe 175. Okay. And have you ever been very close to 400? I have not. Okay. So how would it feel if you were around 400 a year? Oh my gosh, I'd be elated. So I can see how you, if you were anywhere close to that, that that would be worth paying for. Is that right? Yes. So 
now the next thing we would do is research different business models that you could create different mechanisms to help you achieve that result. So I'm not responsible for the mechanism that you learn to make 400,000. I'm responsible for finding you and finding your pain and finding your dream outcome. Then I find experts who would know how to get that outcome that you're looking for. Matter of fact, we have a program actually that I think you'd really like, but the way it worked is I was talking to somebody and I asked them what their dream outcome was. And they said, if they were able to quit their job, I want to quit my job. So I found a guy who makes $20,000 a month on bad months. And sometimes he makes as much as $87,000 in a single month. He works from home. He's around his family. He goes to Disney World on Friday with his kids. And he has a very repeatable process that anybody could use to build the same business. So I contacted him, asked him if he'd like to teach it in exchange for a profit split of 20% profit. All he has to do is show up and teach and we handle everything else. We put the course together, we interview him, we structure the content, we do customer acquisition, we do customer support, we do advertising, yeah, the whole nine yards. He shows up and provides the mechanism, we give him 20% profit, we sell everything else. And it's a good business model. Sounds like it. And so right now, we charge the low end because the program is getting started, but we'll probably raise the price soon as we get more and more students in and more and more students get results. But right now we charge around $3,000 for that course. So someone pays $3,000 and they learn how to build a $240,000 per year business. It's huge value. So I'm providing a lot of value. I feel really good about it. Students feel really good about it. And we make a lot of money. Everybody wins. Right. So tell me what you're thinking about. What's going on in your mind right now? Like I would love to do something like that. Something like what? Something that speaks to all my values, just like you said. So you have found somebody that you're doing that has the mechanism, and then you're providing to your students this value. And at the same time, everyone is making money. Yeah. Everyone gets rich. So how's that fear doing that you talked about at the beginning of the show? I feel like it's still off to the side. Yep. Just like Lady Gaga before she plays Madison Square Garden. Right. Are you wanting that fear to be gone and go away? Um, no, I feel like it's like off to the side enough that I can see it out of my peripheral vision, but it's not taking over everything. What happens if you walk all the way over to your peripheral vision and ask it and become friends with it? Funny, in my mind, it turns away from me. Probably because you've been turning away from it in subtle ways. But how do I do that? That's kind of your way of turning away from it. Mm. The fear's like, hey, hey. You're like, no, no, I'm going to figure this out. So what happens if you become friends with it turning away from you? (laughs) Funny, it feels like I'm almost consoling it. Wow. Yeah, stay with that. What's happening now? Now it's just there. We're just next to each other and it's fun. So you become friends with all aspects of your experience. You go over to the fear, it turns away. You become friends with that. Now it turns back here together. Now you're friends with that. There's nothing that you... Don't befriend. If you don't want to befriend it, you befriend that. Mm. If you don't want to do this, you befriend that. If you're overwhelmed, you befriend that. If you can't do this anymore, you befriend that. Every thought and every feeling you have is an experience that you can befriend and hold. Every single one. Even I don't want to do this. Even I'm overwhelmed. Those are especially the ones that you can hold. It's wild. I don't want to meditate. Befriend that feeling of not wanting to meditate. 
while you meditate. So in order to do this, Terry, what you need to build is metacognition. And you can look at metacognition on Google. It's a significantly powerful word. It's pretty much the primary skill to building freedom over your mind. With metacognition, you can see that you're not your thoughts, you're not your feelings, you're not your experiences, because you can see them all clearly. You can watch them all. You can see how you have the feeling of fear come up, and you can see six different identifications of fear fire off all at once because you've got really good metacognition. Without metacognition, you get like bound down, trapped down, etc. And we have a course for this that helps you build metacognition mindset help for entrepreneurs. It's a startfromzero.com forward slash DJP, difficult judgment pattern, startfromzero.com forward slash DJP. And it's very affordable. You can scroll it and see if you think you'd be a good fit for it. Should I do that now? Yeah, whenever you want. I mean, it would behoove me if we were engaged in a kind of a sales process on that program to see if it would be a fit is to let you look through it now and have you look through it and then have you ask questions about it. It would help me improve that page and make it better for other people. Okay. But why don't you, maybe we'll squeeze two minutes in because we can show people. Because if you've got products, if you've got websites, if you've got things you're selling and you've got people that are curious, you can have them look at it while they're on the phone with you and it can really help you dial in your communication. So yeah, if you pull up startfromzero.com forward slash DJP. Okay, I'm here. Yeah, and just uh, look through that and tell me if you have any questions. Now, I'm intentionally not directing you because I'm seeing if the site will do it. And it'd be probably good to me ask, what do you notice first? What are you looking at right now? I'm just scrolling down. Obviously, I noticed the green book with the DJP framework first. Good. Then I kind of just scrolled through how much more you could do with a clear mind. Here are a few examples. So I'm reading through the examples. Does the page speak to you? From what standpoint? Would I take the action? Yeah. Yes, I definitely. Like if we weren't on this call, I definitely would have clicked already. Oh, good. Okay, good. So if it didn't speak to you, I would know that I'm missing the mark and I would need to correct that. Mm -hmm. So what you can do is click and go through that green book. It's completely free. And then if you like that process and you see it being effective, you can take it to like astronomically powerful levels, like towards levels of well-being where there are places, Terry, that you can access within your mind that feels so good that the concept of not enough vanishes. Like it won't even make sense. Like there are places you can access within your mind that when the story of not enough comes up, your brain won't even be able to compute what it's looking at. It'll be irrelevant because you know what's interesting is so you're not enough. So what then you might be trying to do is become enough, right? Right. But that's an identity trying to fix an identity. There's a whole nother game where you can go to a place of infinite potential. And in the field of infinite potential, there's hardly any label at all. And so when you get to the field of infinite potential, then you've got not enough comes up and it doesn't make sense to you. And not only that, but then the story of being enough or being worthy, that doesn't even make sense because it's still a story. It's crazy. It's absolutely amazing. And that's the place you can access if you buy the, pro- the programs like 300 bucks. I see. Mm-hmm. But that's all you need. And then you can work with Brian, who's my mentor on this. And then you access this place of infinite potentiality where there's literally the stories just like, they don't make sense. Like they come in, you're like, what is that? What is it? Not enough. What does that even mean? It doesn't make sense. Worthy. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I don't know. 
I'm, I feel infinitely worthy. I don't understand what they're talking about. <laughs> it's crazy cool. <laughs> wow. A six-week program. Yes, yes, yes. Awesome. I think I'm going to take advantage of it. I'm excited if you do. We'll be with you every step of the way. And you get to meet Brian, which is one of my favorite humans. Well, I'm honored you look at it. I'm honored you check it out. And just know that like, whether you do that program or not, everybody listening, just notice how I sold it. You can look at the site and see if it would be a fit for you. Amazing way to sell something. Because if it's not a fit, I'm not going to force that, right? Is it a fit? Is it a fit? Sales is about finding a fit, not about selling your product. So that's a big distinction. So that was what I did then. And then also, I wanted to paint you a picture of what's possible with the mind. I'm so excited for you to get introduced to it. The way that you get there, Terry, is by just friend every experience that comes up until every experience is held. And then you'll start to pop into that field of infinite potentiality. But it takes time to build the metacognition because it's a muscle, but then you have it. So good work today. Thank you. What do you think your next steps are? I think I am definitely going to search for a deep problem that I feel like I could solve and then take the other steps of trying to build a strong community, sell and outsource. And even within my current businesses, I'm going to look to be less prideful and more humble and outsource the things that need to be outsourced and not be such a micromanager. Sounds good. Good job today. Thanks, Dan. I appreciate it. Thanks for your time. So for years, people have been asking me, what's the big secret? How do I do this? And the answer is simple. My life took off when I had mentors. Too many people try to do this stuff alone and get stuck and give up. Listen, if you haven't succeeded in business or entrepreneurship yet, it's simple. You haven't failed enough yet. You haven't been around enough mentors yet. If you combine failure with mentorship, you will fly. I had someone say, why are so many people so more successful than me? How come I can't get this right? And I said, well, how many times have you failed? He's like, well, a lot of times. I'm like, have you failed more than 10 times? He said, no. I was like, you haven't failed enough yet. You haven't been around mentors enough yet. Failure is how you learn. Michael Jordan has missed so many game-winning shots. You've got to get out there and fail. And how are you going to do that if you're all by yourself, all alone, beating yourself up in your own thoughts? Listen, I'm going to give you access to my board of advisors. My board of advisors that I talk to sometimes every day, I'm going to give you access to them every month live for you to ask questions and get your mindset on straight. They're going to ask you questions that are hard for you to answer. Those are the kinds of people you want in your life. You're also going to get access to not only the board of advisors, but my entire community, the start from zero community, all the entrepreneurs that are practicing these things building these businesses. You'll get access to this community and this board of advisors and much more with the new program we've launched called startfromzero.com forward slash starters. And you can see how you can get access to my board of advisors and ask them anything you want monthly. You'll get automated accountability to stay focused. You'll get a community of other people all building businesses with the start from zero methodology. And guess what? You get kicked out of this community if you do not take action. So it is serious people. So if you'd like access to that, information about that, go to startfromzero.com forward slash starters. And it's about time that we get together and strengthen each other and fail together and pick each other back up together and show each other each other's blind spots and ask the hard questions and drive each other to that golden finish line of a business that you don't have to work in, a business that provides freedom so you can sit around on a Tuesday and watch HBO if you want. All right, startfromzero.com forward slash starters.